Welcome to the Maidenless Podcast, where we talk about Elden Ring. But today we're not talking about Elden Ring. Today we're doing another thing. We are talking about our favorite bosses. Yeah. From the granddaddy of them all in some some people's eyes, Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. First hugely popular from software game. Um, so we're talking about main bosses, anything that has a boss health bar. And the ones that we like fighting the most could be we like how they look. Could be we like certain mechanics in the fight. It doesn't really matter. Just favorite for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Why don't we start with number five? Ooh, number five. Do you want to go first? Um, yes, I'll okay. go first because I do remember this. <laughs> uh, my number five is Quelag or Quelag or however you want to pronounce it. I've found the safest thing with these games is just think the names and don't, don't ever try saying them out loud. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I really like uh, I really like Kui Kui, uh, Spider Lady. You know, not just. <laughs> oh, sorry, <laughs> never heard anybody say Kui Kui before. It's just a funny. Sounds like a Pokemon. Uh, I like her sword a lot. That's a big, uh, big drawing point to me. It, when the boss has an amazing weapon that just looks really cool. Um, but I think that her attacks are super satisfying to dodge. Mm. I really like the tactic of aerial area denial, mm. where the spider will cough up the lava, mm-hmm. and then you can't use certain parts of the map. Yep. I also love the fact that it was one of the first easy souls bosses for me because I could always summon Maneater Mildred, yep. which is an amazing NPC. And uh, Mildred, if you're lucky, can solo that fight, <laughs> which really? I think she has for me before. But now I can fight her solo too because I, it's like I said, super satisfying to dodge the sword attacks and to kind of circle around her and always being mindful of the lava. Interesting. I never knew that about Mildred. I knew you could summon her, but I didn't know that that she was strong enough to actually take on that boss by herself. I mean, it probably takes some pretty good RNG, but <laughs> okay, yeah, that's understandable. <laughs> She's very fire resistant for someone who doesn't wear any clothes except for a bag on their head. Hey, I don't know. Like I've I've known some I've known some people that have been in the sun long enough where it's like you know, when you've had sunburns over and over and over and over and you start to get that kind of leather build up. Mmm. The leather. I, I could imagine that Mildred's probably a little on the leathery side. Probably. Probably. I yeah, mean, the Fury Sword's sweet. I'm just looking at pictures of it right now. Oh yeah. It's like a spider's leg or something yeah like segmented like a leg's got the now would you consider those to be spikes or blades on it or would you think of them more as hairs like coarse spider hairs Mm. because i would think of them like the spider hairs yeah i think they are supposed to be like spider hairs but in the mythical world of dark souls maybe they're sharp enough to do some sort of damage well i mean spider hairs can do damage in the real world well that's true yeah you're right it's tarantula's biggest form of self-defense they scratch the hairs off their butt at you Oh, yeah, that's true. They, yeah. They're very, very prickly and very painful. And just not painful like you're going to die from pain, but just like, wow, this is annoying. It's like fiberglass. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. They always looked like uh, cactus spines mm-hmm. to me, like furry cactus spines. Or like a kiwi that's grown legs, which I'm <laughs> not a fan of. Uh, so what is your top fifth My boss? fifth favorite boss. Now, when I was thinking about these... I was not doing the responsible thing and ranking my thoughts. No. So <laughs> it's it's going to be some just off-the-cuff decision time right now. Um, I am going to... Pr- I'm going to go for... Mm, 
This is going to be controversial no matter what spot I put it in, I realize, okay? But to to satiate the raging person that probably listens to this, uh, I'm going to say Bed of Chaos, actually. And I know, I know, I know, everybody hates the Bed of Chaos. I'm going to tell you why I like that, okay? Okay. Convince me. Okay. Number one, it is a completely random different format of boss fight than any of the others hearkening back to the like classic n64 like donkey kong and mario and zelda boss fights where it's like or i think like um oh what is the what's the one star fox is that that that's a thing right that's a a thing so where you have like a boss that's like a weird platformer puzzle and you you know you have to do an action and then there's a little cutscene where the boss bounces back and like kind of jiggles a little bit and blinks a couple of times and then you're back and then you got to do it again in a different way so i was like okay well this is kind of it reminds me of because i didn't get to grow up with an n64 i only ever got to play it when i would go over to like a friend's house cool friend yep the cool friend with the n64 and so it reminded me of that a little bit so i'm gonna say that's one of the reasons reason number two um I was obsessed with Demon Souls without ever getting to play Demon Souls. Mm. And I was obsessed with one particular aesthetic from Demon Souls that I remember from like just looking up images and stuff online of that game way back in the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things that I loved was the weird like, and I think it was in the kind of final boss fight area of that game. It's like just mud and sticks and like nasty, like but natural overgrowth Mm -hmm. stuff. And I don't know why I connected with that aesthetic so hard, but I did. And it and that's carried on with me from, you know, first seeing those games to when my dog comes in from outside with like mud and twigs, (laughs) like dropping. Right. Exactly. And even, uh, oh, what is it? True Detective Season 1, towards the end of it, has this uh, area, Carcosa, um, not exactly from the book, uh, but there's all these, like, arranged twigs and, you know, branches and stuff. And I don't know why, but I've always thought, like, that is just so interesting to look at and so much creepier than anything. Yes. And so, that's reason number two, is it, it really, like... It's like supposed to be like lore wise, like the source of all that stuff in that world. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is so great. And the third reason and the final reason uh, is the slide on the way down. (laughs) (laughs) The slide is fun. The slide is fun. It gets a little old, but what I've. I don't, I didn't die the first, like, I I don't know if I've died to that. My gosh, I always die. Really? Yeah. I, I thought when I first heard that everybody like hated that boss, I thought their reason was going to be because it was easy. Oh. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's that's fine. Like if all the rest of them are a challenge, that's that's fine. But yeah, I think I have fought the bed of chaos twice. And once was my first oh playthrough my and once was my second playthrough. Boo. <laughs> and, and, but it it's memorable. And I guess bonus reason, I love that it's just a little like sluggy thing at the end and not actually the big, you know, like you get through. Yeah, the little, yeah, like, yeah. And I, it's just a little slug. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, it's funny to me that that was like it was just there's a lot of things about it that I enjoyed. So that's my five. Nice. That's number five. 
So for my number four, I picked the gargoyles, the Ooh, bell gargoyles. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Um, I just think that that is a good way to introduce gank fights. Sure. Because um, the second gargoyle comes in halfway through the fight, and he has half health. And so it's a pretty easy one. And again, Dark Souls, I was a, I was a baby to the From Software <laughs> formula. So it was another fun fight for me because I could either summon Solaire or Lawtrek. Oh. You can, I, yeah, or both. And literally, if you do both, you do not have to do anything. You just go sit in the corner and they do the <laughs> whole fight for you. I have done that, but normally I like to pick one. I'll usually bring like Solaire just as a buddy. Sure. And uh, or or it's fun to do solo because I like that they change levels too. Yeah. Like they'll jump up in the air and blow fire at you, so you can kind of dodge under them. And yeah, it makes for a lot of interesting yeah. Encounters. There's a lot of dynamics to it. Now, remind me. So Dark Souls one because it has been a while since my last playthrough, but my understanding of it, and I know that I've had this misunderstanding with Elden Ring in later games, was that you had to summon. To you had to summon NPCs in order to ex, like continue their quest, right? Sometimes, sometimes, okay, and but they had that's... to live, right? Actually, no, I think that is completely a Dark Souls two thing. Really, I think that's completely a Dark Souls wow. two. Wow, I think Dark maybe Souls DS, one, maybe DS two bad after all. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps DS two bad. I like DS two. I actually do too. We'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, and in Dark Souls 1, I think you just have to talk to people okay. to advance quest lines. Interesting. And then Man, in Dark Souls 3, you had to do a couple like invasions where people lived and you killed the invader. Mm-hmm. For, but I don't think you had to do that in Dark Souls 1 at all. Okay, I it's, think I've always had that fear. It's like, if they don't live through this, I'm going to yeah. not be able to continue this quest line, and then yeah. I'm gonna it's going to eat away at me forever. No, I think the the original idea to me was that it was they were weren't really there. It was a it was like a spirit version mm, of them from a different okay. dimension. Gotcha. And that was like the timey wimey thing. Okay, sure. So what do you have for four? I mm, number four. I'm gonna say four kings. Four kings. Four kings, and potentially just because there's a four in there is why I'm putting them <laughs> at number four. Um, but yes, four kings. Uh, Four Kings, I just thought the arena of just nothing. Yeah, the abyss. Was so cool. <laughs> like, I, I don't know why, but it felt like I was in a movie. Yeah. And when you're doing good in that fight, you feel like you're doing real good. <laughs> yeah. It was sweet. I don't know if I understood the lore of it entirely. Even to this day, the DS1 lore is like mm. my haziest lore. Oh, really? Yeah, it's just... My I wasn't accustomed to the From Software writing style, and you know, indeed, yeah. So my assumption is that it has something to do with the void that is uh, that um, what's his name? Anti-Framped Koth. Yeah, I my my thought was that it had something to do with with him and his whole. Yeah, I mean, we could get into it, but I think the idea is that the abyss is like the the darkness that when the flame dies out, it will be the abyss. Okay. And so Koth is trying to like trick people into bringing welcoming in the abyss. So yeah. that's what happened 
in uh what's that place uh was that new londo new londo, new londo or the ruins rather yeah new londo. that's what happened to new londo and that's what happened to ulaseal is that they got tricked by frampt mm-hmm. into kind of and there who artorius was kind of mm, yeah he that's in my understanding what he was on his way down there to stop them right yes yep. yeah so are they the rulers of that or are they just like ringwraiths basically like former royalty that I think they're ring race. Yeah, okay, they were interesting. The, they were the because I think the Japanese now this is way off the cuff, but I think in the the Japanese it's like the four officials. Okay, so it's like they're they're supposed to be the governing body of New Londo. Okay, and then they got corrupted by the abyss and basically became ring wraiths. Sure. Okay. Got it. So that's kind of like Artori- Artorius's fate a little bit then yeah interesting mm-hmm. okay cool so that's more i mean that is even more interesting to finally understand a bit of i just thought their moves were cool fighting in the darkness which was kind of uh revisited in a really insignificant way in elden ring yeah um during that that tower with the is it omens that you fight Oh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Where I was like, oh, are we doing this again? And that was just omens. And I was just like, oh, okay, well, whatever. But their flames look cool. Their flames the do look cool. Abyss. There's something about just like everything going away mm-hmm. and you just running on nothing that is yeah. like, oh, and I couldn't like your death perception gets all screwy. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how big the enemies were that I was fighting. Yeah. It was just a lot of fun. I, I like the aesthetic of that fight a lot. I think why I didn't rank it is because. I think once you kind of understand that it's a DPS check mm-hmm. and that the closer you just have to run at them mm-hmm. and then they really can't hurt you because if you get hit with the hilt, it does mm-hmm. a lot less damage than the blade. So the closer you are to them, the less damage you take. So I don't know. I, I don't think I ranked it because I thought that the maybe just now that I know how it is, the fight is like over very sure. quickly. Yeah. And so it's not as engaging. But That's fair. I do think the aesthetics of that fight are oh, amazing. Yeah. Um, for number three... Mm-hmm. I had the power couple themselves. Ah, yes. <laughs> Ornstein and Smow. Smow. Smog. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um. I used to hate this fight. Mm, oh man. I still do. <laughs> Sometimes I do. Yeah. But I think it's that that level of challenging that never goes away. Mm-hmm. Like I've never felt like I'm really really good at that fight. Sure. Yeah. I've feel competent at it now Mm -hmm. i can get through it in a few tries but yeah it's still super challenging and i think that it's the pinnacle of one of the best areas in that game Mm. and just when you think you know you've been fighting these glorious silver knights in these marble hallways and you're like this can't get any more like resplendent Mm -hmm. and then you have these two like golden gods that you have to fight Mm -hmm. and yeah it's it's pretty intense yeah i agree i agree with that i'm always thinking about a meme of is which one's the big guy is that smau yeah yeah it's always a meme of smau <laughs> and <laughs> there's like the i keep wanting to say the tarnished but at that point it would be uh the chosen undead the chosen undead is staring at smau and then smau goes Hey, my eyes are up here. And then he looks up at the helmet and then he's like, nope, down here. And then it's at the neck. <laughs> I think about that meme a lot. It's so good. Yeah, I saw this like, I don't know if it was fan art or concept art, but it was like smile under his armor. And he's like, like a hunk. Like he's not fat. He's yeah. like jacked. And that one haunts me a little that's, bit. That's pretty good. Yeah, that fight. 
I that fight is like one of the fun interactive I mean all of them are interactive you're fighting but like that's the that's the one that's in my mind the most interactive as far as like well it's a choose your own adventure kind of yeah you know like you're either gonna have a bad time because you killed Smau first and now Mm -hmm. you get giant Ornstein or you're gonna have a bad time because you killed Ornstein first and now you get electric Smau yeah and it's it's not the best either way, but it's that fun little like, well, you can you can choose if yeah. you want. You can choose how you're going to die. I like that. And I like that you get a different boss soul and mm-hmm. different armor that you can get depending on who you fight. So it rewards at least one extra playthrough. Yep, absolutely. Get, get that uh, awesome Ornstein armor. Oh, yes. I do love Ornstein's armor so yeah, much. It's so cool. Yes. Um, okay, who do you have for three? All right, for three... I'm going to go with Great Grey Wolf Sif. Wow. Really going to have no repeats. I Really? You didn't rank Sif? I didn't rank Sif. Oh, my word, dude. Because that fight hurts me (laughs) deep inside. That's why I'm ranking it. (laughs) I know. But that one is, I'm a sucker for, if I'm watching a movie or a show, I want to feel something. Right? I don't... (laughs) I don't if it's a comedy I want to laugh if it's a drama I want to cry if it's horror I want to be unsettled if it's children's movies I want to be unsettled so it's it's I just want to have a reaction you know and that one made me have a real reaction to the point where the two times I played through (laughs) at that point I considered stopping (laughs) I was like I don't know if this is worth it to continue this game. If it means I could potentially save one copy of digi- Digital Sif, <laughs> you know. And you have to you have to murder Sif to get the the Artorius ring, right? To fight the four kings, right? And how yeah. iconic is it? I mean, when I think of of Dark Souls, like Dark Souls One, there's a few images that are like always in my mind. Yeah, and one of those images Sif. is Sif. Holding yep. that sword and just oh second phase injured Sif, man. Oh, nothing is sad. Yeah, there's nothing as sad as that. Well, even sadder than that. I don't know if you've done this, but if you do the DLC before you fight Sif, then Sif will recognize you when oh. she sniffs you and like has this regretful look, like she doesn't want to fight you. Oh, yeah. It's just that's why I didn't rank it because I didn't want to talk about it. Well, it's, I mean, here we are. We're talking about <laughs> oh, okay, it. Okay, it's a rough one. It is a rough one. But I, I feel like it's gotta be. Uh, it's gotta be there. It's gotta be there. Okay. Plus well, the moves are fun. I don't know. Like that. That's a really fun fight with dodging. I mm. think. Yeah, I don't know. That one always. I always end up under Sif, and then I feel like I'm just like booted to one side or the other mm. <laughs> a lot but yeah it is a it is a cool fight yeah um i think plus three wolf moon shirt i gotta throw that out there three what huh three wolf moon shirts <laughs> just oh yeah where they're all hollowing i want to make one of those and it's just three sifs with swords in the different poses that he's in. what if it's sif red wolf of radagon Ooh. and blythe <laughs> actually that shirt okay sidebar if we ever make merch for this podcast can that be the merch that can definitely be the merch i'll buy that yeah like with a blue tie-dye with oh man yeah like a dark blue like a deep blue yeah Yeah. 
Tell us if you would buy such a shirt for oh, around man. 25 to 30 American dollars. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I would do it right now. Uh, number two, I started to second guess myself. So I'm, I'm going to say... I'm second guessing myself right now. Yeah. So, so I'm going to say an honorable mention because this one deserves to be talked about. And I don't know if you're going to talk about it. But my honorable mention before we get into the top two are is Manus. Manus. Father of the Abyss. All right. All the right. final DLC boss, because I do think that is a that is an amazing, engaging fight, and you can summon Sif for it. However, it infuriates me to no end. Oh, really? Do <laughs> yes. tell. I, I just... It's like he belongs in a different game, maybe? Mm. Like, he feels like a Bloodborne boss, almost. Interesting. I wish I could quick-step. It feels like it's designed for quick-stepping. Yeah. And then, especially with, like, the magic spam that you have to item switch to a different item to reflect. I don't know. I just get infuriated by that boss fight, and a lot of times I just want to get through it. So I didn't put it on my list. But my number two is from the DLC as well. It's the Sanctuary Guardian. Okay. I think that fight is engaging as well because it has an awesome moveset um, and different moves based on the different heads of the uh, Chimera? Is that what you call it? Yeah, that would be a chimera. Yeah. So, like, the snake does poison stuff. That's cool. Um, the lion has the claws. And then I guess the lightning comes from the goat. I don't know. Goats are lightning. Well, I mean, there's the lightning goat in Elden Ring, so. That's true, the lightning ring. A ram, yeah. <gasps> could be. It's all connected. It could, be, it could be a past reference to the future of Elden Ring. <laughs> could be. Which is the greatest of all time. So the goat, the goat, who knows? Wow, yeah. I'm seeing all the little threads connect. Could be a LeBron reference too. You never know. <laughs> you never know when they're going to sneak <laughs> one of those in there on us. Uh, but yeah, once you figure out how to dodge the Sanctuary Guardian, it's so satisfying to dodge the lightning lightning bolts and stuff. And like staying out of the water so you don't take the splash damage from mm-hmm. the lightning stuff. I'm trying to remember if I played the DLC for that in one of my playthroughs. And I oh, don't yeah. recall. Oh, wow. Maybe I got to go for a third playthrough. Three for three, Bed of Chaos. <laughs> just, just one one try. And okay. the other cool thing about the Sanctuary Garden, I've actually never done this. I just found out that you can do it. Once you beat him, if you go back to his boss arena, which you really have no reason to do, mm-hmm. there's two of them. And you fight it as a gank boss. What, what do you get for that? I Bragging think another rights? soul. Oh, okay. But you can also cut its tail. You get, you get a poison whip Ooh, for the tail. Yeah. Okay. So lots of cool little Easter eggs with that boss. Yep. And it's such a... I mean, there's no run-up to it. You can literally... Just get in there and get, get it done. Get in there and... Yeah. That's a that's a nicety. Yeah. <laughs> in that game. <laughs> Again, it's like they were, they were thinking ahead with that one. Yep. What'd you have for two? All right. Well, I'm assuming that we both get an honorable mention then, just that, out of go fairness. Go for it. Yeah. Okay. And, and I'm going to preface my honorable mention with a slight other honorable mention, <laughs> which is any boss with a tail. Oh, yes. Right? Any, any, any tail that can be cut off in that game, so satisfying to do. The rewards for cutting the tails off is so... F- they're all fun. They're cool swords and daggers and whips mm-hmm. and just fun, fun stuff. So I'm going to say... I do love anything with a tail that can be cut off. Even the non-bosses. Ooh. Even the non-bosses. Gargoyles with tails. and 
gargoyles. Oh, really? Is that all you got? Who else do you cut? You cut the tail off or shoot the tail off, rather. Oh, the dragon, yeah. The dragon at okay, the bridge Drake. and the dragon at the bottom of the Great Ash Lake. Yes, yes. Yep. And that's not a boss. No, nope. That's just a, that's a poor NPC. Poor that's NPC. now missing his tail twice. Um, he wasn't using it. No, he was not. He was barely doing anything. All right, so for my number two. Man, five is such a small number. It is, but there's not a lot of bosses in DS1. I know, and I love them all so much, except for you, Capra Demon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I really don't love you at all. Uh, let's see. My number two. Oh, man, I'm battling right now internally. Mm, do I go with the meme? No, I shall for once in my life resist the meme. I'm going to say for number two, I'm going to go Gravelord Nito. Nito? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. I'm going to say Gravelord Nito. A, A, his arm is very disturbing to me. Oh, yes. I don't like it, and that makes me like it. Mm-hmm. Right? I had a visceral reaction to Gravelord Nito where I was like, ugh, Ew. the whole time. His tiny little head. And nobody knows what's going on under that cloak. Like, what's that body look like? I just got to know. The summoning of skeletons over and over and Uh. over during the fight, the spamming of spells, and the great sense of satisfaction. I consider the entire path to him part Mm. of the boss fight. Oh, yeah. Because... He got really good at running around. Oh, I know. It was like... Because that's also where you get the, what, there's that little pool with all the little baby skeletons yep. and stuff. Ankle biters. Oh, and, oh man. And, okay, and this allows me to work the meme in because the pinwheel boss fight's on the way. Yeah, there we go. And that leads the way to Giant Dad, the ultimate build in any yeah. of the Dark Souls games at all. You can farm the masks. Yep, if you can get that right mask. Oh, man. What does that mask do? It just gives you Just poise. looks good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> thought it did something for just you. makes you a dad giant dad okay um but yeah i think his design is super cool yeah i love every image of him i've seen i love him in that opening cut scene and i wish i knew more about him as a guy but super fun super fun boss fight totally. i'm trying to remember what build i was using when i first fought him because i had to fight him a lot so it was a bad build whatever it was. oh it was my thief build the first uh. time that's not a good build for that fight. Yeah. Just using the little dagger and the little parrying shield. Mm. Mm-mm. No, no. Nope. I found the best way to shred Nito is pyromancy. Mm. Pyromancy seems to do a lot in that game. Bum, bum, yeah. bum. Foreshadowing to my number one pick. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you, have you ever, before we move on from Nito, have mm. you ever played with his uh, sword that you can get? No, I have not oh. played with his sword. I found it by accident one time. I was like, oh, what's this little... I think I can. You found it by accident. Yeah, because if you go down to the catacombs mm-hmm. um, before you fight him, and if you go down there and lay in a tomb, you'll wake up in his boss arena, and you can go become a grave lord. And the grave lord reward for rank one oh, is the great sword. Right. I went down there. I got in the casket or grave or whatever it is and i think i joined the covenant and then didn't do anything with the covenant at mm. all we should get it right when you join the covenant did i, I just not pay attention 
That could be. Might find just laying in your inventory. It is amazingly powerful. Really? <laughs> yeah. What kind of stats do you need to use it? Like how far um, along do you got to be? Not super. I think you just need, well, I don't remember. Okay. I think it's a lot of strength. Okay. Well, I usually Maybe do some strength. Faith or something. It's even like I got to play through DS1 one more time. Yeah. It's fun. I've played through DS1 a lot. Actually. Okay. That's like my comfort game. I just go into a different because there's so many weapon upgrade paths sure. and like the sorcery and pyromancy take just an exorbitant exorbitant amount of souls. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's like rewards lots of other playthroughs. Okay, well, and I yeah. guess you could do it in New Game Plus, but I think yeah. it's more fun to build from the ground up in those games. Plus, it's always fun to get one more chance to hear hi to I or however that guy Aye, says it. <laughs> A fine train. Yeah, I love that guy. <laughs> yeah, he's great. Yep. Um, okay, number one. Oh, boy. I'm so excited to hear your, your number one. It is Artorius of the Abyss. Oh, man, you're just all DLC today. I love the DLC okay. bosses. Oh, I'll have to play. It's so fun. I'll have to Artorius, play. I love how he looks. Mm-hmm. I love that he never speaks. He just makes haunting noises. Um, I found online... They actually recorded a whole bunch of uh, voice lines for him. Mm, and they yeah, just and they chose not to do anything with them. Well, they're very um, like uh, evocative. Like they make you very sad, mm. and so I think they were trying to like not make him make him more threatening. You killed my dog. Why did you? Why do did that? you kill my dog? He was she, he he she is it a boy dog or a girl dog? I think it's supposed to be a she. Oh. They they them. I guess I I never really looked when I was down under the legs. I never checked. They didn't start rendering that stuff until Elden Ring. Oh, okay, got it. <laughs> like the the the, the big headed dog's buttholes. That's my favorite. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like somebody worked weeks on just making sure that little balloon knot looked perfect. Oh gosh. <laughs> uh, All right. Yeah. yeah. Why do you? So yeah. Tell me. I I just yeah. He great great look. Um. He look uh, one of those bosses that looks amazing in their armor, and I look trash in it. Yeah, you can. Can you get the armor outside of the DLC or no? You have to beat him and then talk to Isamai. Okay, so so you can't get it outside of the DLC. So then I've definitely played the DLC oh. because I also remember looking trash in Artorius's armor. Yeah, I I think you only get it after you beat him. It's Interesting things like because it's the tiny legs, right? Yeah, it's the tiny yeah. legs. <sighs> They look terrible. Yep. <laughs> the ankles. Yeah. <laughs> Such breakable ankles. Yep, yep, yep. It reminds me of Kronk from Emperor's New Groove a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I love his little dangly arm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that he uses it to throw goop on you. Mm. I always feel so slapped in the face. Because his, his attacks take like half your health when he hits you with the sword. Oh, but sure. Then he'll just like throw some goop in your face. And it doesn't take very much health. But you're just like... <laughs> <laughs> And once you learn how to, when he does his little like flippy smash and you learn how to dodge that, it's so satisfying. And sometimes mm-hmm. he'll just spam it. And, you, and I just, I hate that in any other boss, but I love it in Artorias just sitting there. I'm like, do it again. I'll dodge it. Do it again. Do it again. Do it 12 more times. I'll dodge it. What, uh, what, what is his weapon that he uses? He uses the, uh, it's like cursed greatsword or something. Okay. That's the sword that Sif uses, right? He, Sif uses the uncursed version, I believe. Oh, okay. You can get three different versions of that sword in that game. Really? Yeah, so you can get Cursed Artorius's Greatsword by using the Soul of Sif 
on any regular sword. Okay. And then you get the pure Artorius's great sword if you ascend it from a broken weapon, which is weird. And then if you use Artorius's soul, you get the abyss great sword, I believe. Hmm. I don't I'm, know why I know all that. I'm but. looking at uh, Etsy right now. Someone has made the Dark Souls Artorius Greatsword, and it looks fantastic. Oh, man. Yeah. That is pretty. How much do they want for that? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't have enough. I know that. or something? Uh, 331 Oh, a steal. Yep. Only one left, and it's in 10 carts, though, so act fast. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Somebody better buy that for us. <laughs> That's a good that's a good number one pick. That's a good number one pick. I'll have to Thank revisit you. and go through the DLC again because I was like there were vague things that I was remembering about the the arena for the the Chimera. Oh, yep. And I, I was like, man, I do remember sloshing around in water and getting electrocuted. Well, cuz you played DS1 when it first came out, right? I would have played DS1 back in 2010 or 11. Well, it came out in 11, so okay, if you so played 11, it in 10, then. you're really okay, special. Yeah, that would be crazy. <laughs> well, I just remembered I was in college. A lot of that time was a blur, not for the reasons you would think. Um, Homework and exams. and Legitimately, like most of my time I was yeah. studying. Um, but yeah, it would have been in college when I played it. I played it on 360 because that's what it came out for, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it would have been two thousand. So yeah, I guess it would have been pretty close to when it came out. So maybe not the DLC. Or if you got the DLC, you were, were super over leveled for it. Maybe just whiz through it. Maybe. Because yeah, I don't know. Man, I don't know. That whole time, <laughs> that whole timeline for me is just very vague. Everything's yeah. very vague to me. Yeah, I I played it not when it first came out. So okay. I always had access to the DLC and usually found the DLC super hard. Sure. Because think like what they do with those games is they kind of gear it to like new game plus level yeah 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 um but take it away with your number one pick all right my number one pick i can't believe we had no overlap this whole time by the way that's just insane to me my number one pick is gwyn lord of cinder gwyn gwyn and the reasoning plin plin plon first of all plin plin plon um that's the music for that fight's fun i stinking love the run up to that fight yes with all the with Come all the, the first flame is well is it the it's not this it's the black, black uh, knights. the black knights yeah mm-hmm. oh man and that was also by the way the the only time that i ever got any black knight weapons yeah <laughs> to kill so many of them right and i i only got to play with the black knight weapons just a little bit mm-hmm. um I love the the run up, and then when I got in there, I was so confident, <laughs> and all that confident was our confidence was thrown directly into the trash. Uh, I so I got there with a big old bonk build, mm-hmm. and had to completely redo my build. Which in that game, I don't remember that being easy to do. No, because there's there no respect. Right. So what I did instead of my big bonk strength it was basically like a strength heavy quality build mm-hmm. um instead of doing that i armored up for the first time in that whole game <laughs> i armored up 
I don't remember what suit of armor that I wore. And then I went to the pyromancer guy back at Firelink. Uh. And leveled up the pyromancy as far as I could get it at that point in the game. So there's quite a bit of farming at that point where I was like, okay, I Mm -hmm. gotta. And I remember for farming, I would always go to Ann Orlando and just do a circuit of all of the silver knights. (laughs) I I just kill silver knights over and over. Leveled up my pyromancy. And then I did. (laughs) Just about called it hot flash. Quick flash. Mm -hmm. Right. Is that what it's called? Set to just fire in front of you? No. What is it? Okay. I'll tell you what they do because I don't remember the pyromancy <laughs> names. Hot Flash, we'll call Hot it. Hot Flash. Uh, was one where you would flash sweat. That's what it was called. Oh. Flash sweat. Resist fire damage. Yep. You'd resist fire damage. And then the one that makes you into metal. Iron Flash. Yes. The Iron Flash. That's the... I always think of it as a as a super smash bros power up yes <laughs> all of a sudden i'm metal mario clink, 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 yep clink, clink. um and then wore my heaviest armor and then grabbed a katana mm. and didn't do anything except slash 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 i didn't even move i just he stood in front of me <laughs> destroying me i'm slashing at him and it was a race to the bottom and i think when i finally beat him i had maybe like five points of health left at all and it was just that close but i was like there's no other way to fight this man his reach is too great his speed is incredible his damage is so high (laughs) where it was like there's no i can't i've been spending like seven hours straight trying to learn to dodge this stupid guy and i can't block i can't dodge i'm just gonna have to clink 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 and just shred as fast as i can go it never occurred to you fighting all those black knights and all those silver knights to parry you know i think when it came to bosses i was so just like no frightened a boss i don't know i yeah yeah i i don't know that i ever tried Hmm. i was very good at parrying any random guy in that game but boss fights it never i don't think i ever once tried yeah because if you parry him that fight's easy really yeah well, third playthrough, we're going to be a parry lord again. <laughs> and I, I love that you listed Gwen as this, and like, uh, really, and you saw Gwen as this, like, intense hard boss because a lot of people who use the parry strategy, people th- say that Gwen is supposed to be a weak boss to plin plin plon your emotions or something oh interesting yeah but i guess if you if you do not fight him with parries yeah because I, oh, yeah, I did the same thing he'd crush me you and can't then get like, away from him yeah and then i tried parrying i'm like oh it's pretty easy to parry and yeah then, I, it didn't it didn't even cross my mind i think i looked at every boss like wow this is some sort of super powered killing machine yeah i can't you know? just go yep <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Gwen, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah I, I love that we didn't have any repeats. Yeah. And I feel like your top five spoilers for a future episode, maybe, but might read like my bottom five. Really? Yes. Ooh, interesting. Because <laughs> all of those bosses have horrible run-ups, and I hate boss run-ups. <laughs> so Elden Ring is your game. Oh, huh? yes. Elden Ring is amazing. <laughs> I can just fail and fail and fail and fail, and we cut out all the fat in between those attacks. Sure, okay, that's fair. That's fair. Oh. I don't know. The, I, there's something. I I think I might be the target audience for these games, like fully, <laughs> because because I 
so greatly relish the feeling after I like after I've defeated a, a really difficult area, I so greatly look forward to that. Yeah, that it's like if if there's if they make it as miserable as possible leading up to that boss fight, and I beat that boss, I feel like I'm just the I'm the king, you know. But the problem is, is I usually go through the area, pick it clean, sure. kill all the enemies so sure. I can run around freely and kind of explore once. And then I'm like, I don't want to do that again. Uh, <laughs> so then I find the path of least resistance okay. between all the enemies. Sure. And then I just end up doing that every time. Yeah, so. yeah. I always try to convince myself not to 100% things. I just replayed Jedi Fallen Order and was trying to go, all right, I've already 100%ed this thing on another console. I don't need to do it on this console. But, but. <laughs> and so when I was like, you know what, we're going to do the cinematic mode. I'm going to go, I'm going to go easiest difficulty. I'm just going to play through, watch the cutscenes, yeah. have a good time. And then I was like, wait, no, I'm taking a slight break from Elden Ring. I can't let my skill level diminish <laughs> Jedi Grandmaster difficulty. And then I was like, oh, I want all the ponchos. And then, <laughs> you know, 100%. There it goes. There 100%. it goes. Yep. So, well, to recap your list. Like I said, maybe reads like my bottom five, but your list was five, Bed of Chaos, mm-hmm. four, four kings, mm-hmm. three, Sith. Mm-hmm. Special shout out to any boss with a tail. Yep. Uh, number two was Grave Lord Nito. Yep. Number one was Gwen, Lord of Cinder. Yep. Uh, mine read like one, uh, five was Quelog. Mm-hmm. Four was the Bell Gar- Gargoyles. Mm-hmm. Three, Ornstein and Smaug. Special mention of Manus. Mm-hmm. Two was, I just wrote Sack. Sanctuary Guardian. Sanctuary Guardian. <laughs> Sack, wouldn't that be the wouldn't that be the first demon that you're hey. <laughs> And then number one was Artorius. Oh, yeah. All right. So yeah, cool. That okay. was fun. That was a uh, Maidenless Podcast uh, top five bosses from Dark Souls One. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, and we'll be back with more episodes. Bye bye.